Chapter 48 of the Junior Classics, Volume 8, Animal and Nature Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. The Junior Classics, Volume 8, Animal and Nature Stories. Edited by William Patton. Chapter 48 the weeds by carl ewald it was a beautiful fruitful season rain and sunshine came by turns just as it was best for the corn as soon as ever the farmer began to think that things were rather dry you might depend upon it that next day it would rain and when he thought that he had rain enough the clouds broke at once just as if they were under his command so the farmer was in a good humor and he did not grumble as he usually does he looked pleased and cheerful as he walked over the field with his two boys it will be a splendid harvest this year he said i shall have my barns full and shall make a pretty penny and then jack and will shall have some new trousers and i'll let them come with me to market if you don't cut me soon farmer i shall sprawl on the ground said the rye and she bowed her heavy ear quite down towards the earth the farmer could not hear her talking but he could see what was in her mind, and so he went home to fetch his scythe. "'It is a good thing to be in the service of man,' said the rye. "'I can be quite sure that all my grain will be well cared for. Most of it will go to the mill, not that that proceeding is so very enjoyable. But in that way it will be made into beautiful new bread, and one must put up with something for the sake of honor. The rest the farmer will save, and sow next year in his field.' At the side of the field, along the hedge, and the bank above the ditch, stood the weeds. There were dense clumps of them, thistle and burdock, poppy and harebell and dandelion, and all their heads were full of seed. It had been a fruitful year for them also, for the sun shines and the rain falls, just as much on the poor weed as on the rich porn. "'No one comes and mows us down and carries us to a barn,' said the dandelion, and he shook his head but very cautiously, so that the seeds should not fall before their time. But what will become of all our children? It gives me a headache to think about it, said the poppy. Here I stand with hundreds and hundreds of seeds in my head, and I haven't the faintest idea where I shall drop them. Let us ask the rye to advise us, answered the burdock, and so they asked the rye what they should do. When one is well off, one had better not meddle with other people's business, answered the rye. I will only give you one piece of advice. Take care you don't throw your stupid seed onto the field, for then you will have to settle accounts with me. The advice did not help the wild flowers at all, and the whole day they stood pondering what they should do. When the sun set, they shut up their petals and went to sleep, but the whole night through they were dreaming about their seed, and next morning they had found a plan. The poppy was the first to wake. She cautiously opened some little trap-doors at the top of her head, so that the sun could shine right in on the seeds. Then she called to the morning breeze, who was running and playing along the hedge. "'Little breeze,' she said in friendly tones, "'will you do me a service?' "'Yes, indeed,' said the breeze. "'I shall be glad to have something to do.' "'It is the merest trifle,' said the poppy. "'All I want of you is to give a good shake to my stalk, so that my seeds may fly out of the trap-doors.' "'All right,' said the breeze and the seeds flew out in all directions. 
the stalk snapped it is true but the poppy did not mind about that for when one has provided for one's children one has really nothing more to do in the world good-bye said the breeze and would have run on farther wait a moment said the poppy promise me first that you will not tell the others else they might get hold of the same idea and then there will be less room for my seeds i am mute as the grave answered the breeze running off ho ho said the harebell haven't you time to do me a little tiny service well said the breeze what is it i merely wanted to ask you to give me a little shake said the harebell i have opened some trap-doors in my head and i should like to have my seed sent a good way off into the world but you mustn't tell the others or else they might think of doing the same thing oh of course not said the breeze laughing i shall be as dumb as a stone wall and then she gave the flower a good shake and went on her way a little breeze a little breeze called the dandelion but they're away so fast is there anything the matter with you too asked the breeze oh nothing at all answered the dandelion only i should like a few words with you well be quick then said the breeze for i am thinking seriously of lying down and having a rest well, you cannot help seeing said the dandelion what a fix we are in this year to get all our seeds put out in the world for of course one wishes to do what one can for one's children what is it to happen to the harebell and the poppy and the poor burdock i really don't know but the thistle and i have put our heads together and we have hit on a plan only we must have you to help us that makes four of them thought the breeze and could not help laughing out loud what are you laughing at asked the dandelion i saw you whispering just now to the harebell and poppy but if you breathe a word to them i won't tell you anything why of course not said the breeze i am mute as a fish what is it you want we have set up a pretty little umbrella on the top of our seeds it is the sweetest little plaything imaginable if you will only blow a little on me the seeds will fly into the air and fall down wherever you please will you do so oh, certainly said the breeze and oosh it went over the thistle and the dandelion and carried all the seeds with it into the cornfield the burdock still stood and pondered its head was rather thick and that was why it waited so long but in the evening a hare leapt over the hedge hide me save me he cried the farmer's dog trusty is after me you can creep behind the hedge said the burdock then i will hide you you don't look to me much good for that job said the hare but in time of need one must help oneself as one can and so he got in safety behind the hedge now you may repay me by taking some of my seeds with you over into the cornfield said the burdock and it broke off some of its many heads and fixed them on the hare a little later trusty came trotting up to the hedge here's the dog whispered the burdock and with one spring the hare leapt over the hedge and into the rye haven't you seen the hare burdock asked trusty i see i have got too old to go on hunting i am quite blind in one eye and i have completely lost my scent yes i have seen him answered the burdock and if you will do me a service I will show you where he is trusty agreed and the burdock fastened some heads on his back and said to him if you will only rub yourself against the stile there in the cornfield my seeds will fall off but you must not look for the hare there for a little while ago i saw him run into the wood trusty dropped the burrs on the field and trotted to the wood 
well i've got my seeds put out in the world all right said the burdock and laughed as if much pleased with himself but it is impossible to say what will become of the thistle and the dandelion and the harebell and the poppy spring had come round once more and the rye stood high already we are pretty well off on the whole said the rye plants here we stand in a great company and not one of us but belongs to our own noble family and we don't get in each other's way in the very least it is a grand thing to be in the service of man but one fine day a crowd of little poppies and thistles and dandelions and burdocks and harebells poked up their heads above ground all amongst the flourishing rye what does this mean asked the rye where in the world are you sprung from and the poppy looked at the harebell and asked where do you come from and the thistle looked at the burdock and asked where in the world have you come from they were all equally astonished and it was an hour before they had explained but the rye was the angriest and when she had heard all about trusty and the hare and the breeze she grew quite wild thank heaven the farmer shot the hare last autumn she said and trusty fortunately is also dead the old scamp so i am at peace as far as they are concerned but how dare the breeze promise to drop the seeds of the weeds in the farmer's cornfield don't be in such a passion you green rye said the breeze who had been lying behind the hedge and hearing everything i ask no one's permission but do as i like and now i'm going to make you bow to me then she passed over the young rye and the thin blades swayed backwards and forwards you see she said the farmer attends to his rye because that is his business but the rain and the sun and i we attend to all of you without respect of persons to our eyes the poor weed is just as pretty as the rich corn the farmer now came out to look at his rye and when he saw the weeds in the cornfield he scratched his head with vexation and began to growl it's that scurvy wind that's done this he said to jack and will as they stood by his side with their hands in the pockets of their new trousers but the breeze flew towards them and knocked all their caps off their heads and rolled them far away to the road the farmer and the two boys ran after them but the wind ran faster than they did it finished up by rolling the caps into the village pond and the farmer and the boys had to stand a long time fishing for them before they got them out End of chapter 48